It's all about this leveling up critical questioning and thinking, Robin. That's all of these. That's the theme here. If the theme in our first one was about empathy and listening and the, right. this, this is pointing to the inherent implicit, like ubiquitous need across the board for everybody to become smarter, more critical questioning and thinking, right. like Brene said. All right. Welcome back. Got the music again. So good. There isn't anything more I need to say from the first episode, but if you want to go back and listen to the intro to um, part one here with Robin, I encourage you to do so. Can't hurt. Um, I will just reiterate this line though, okay? So that you, so that it's perhaps fresh in your mind. And that is a Anthony, or sorry, not Anthony. <laughs> That's another person. Danella H. Meadows, Thinking in Systems. The world is a complex, interconnected, finite, ecological, social, physiological, economic system. We treat it as if it were not, as if it were divisible, separable, simple, and infinite. Our persistent, intractable global problems arise directly from this mismatch. And I'm going to add my own footnotes to say that our personal problems relate to this mismatch and our capacity for evolution. And uh, with that, as I said in the intro to the first part with Robin, a better life and the ability to share and to, to fundamentally change the norm in how we all operate, how we experience life again, to just enjoy life more. This understanding of systems is critical. So critical. We're not going to be able to change anything on the surface without understanding it. I really believe that. I think it's inherently a waste of energy until we understand this. We're not going to really change it. At least not as efficiently as we theoretically could. Um, actually, no, I know we could. The scale gets harder the bigger it is, but still, it's the same relatively... It's the same basic processes. The patterns are the same. Just different details. All right. So pay attention to nervous systems and nervous system and systems. And I'll leave you with that. Thank you again, Robin. And enjoy part two. Here you are. After I hit stop. The entire conversation was lost, so I've been triple checking and double checking. But yeah, we're back, as you said. Mm-hmm. Real time. We're back. Real time. Oh, that's another one. But <laughs> that's another one. I, I. There's, there's a lot of. There's a lot of places to start here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spin, spin the bottle. Spin the bottle here. Well, you just mentioned the date. Why don't you mention, you want to tell me about the date, February 11th, and the anniversary you were just literally mentioning before we paused to hit record? The anniversary. Well, it's uh, 10 years 
since uh, Whitney Houston passed. And, you know, they, they let you know it. You know, the media, everyone writing about it. Um, it's funny. On, uh, what was it? I think it was the 9th. I was in Westfield, and that's where she's buried. Uh, and um, our optical store, Eye to Eye, great store uh, for the eyes and, and eyewear on Broad Street there. So if you're interested, roll by there. It's great service and great products. But anyway, um, I decided, Lisa was getting her, her glasses, my wife, so... During her exam, I decided to just ride up the street and go to the cemetery. And um, it's funny how I just know my way. I just It's a beautiful cemetery, actually. It's really peaceful. I often see people jogging through there. So I um, rolled around there. And I don't believe that, you know... When I go visit my mom and my brother, I don't believe they're there, but we have a headstone there, so I just go to just check it out in that memory, make sure everything is okay. What do you, what do you mean, like like a soul? Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I I just you you don't mean that their bodies were removed. Yeah, right? no, <laughs> no, no, exactly. You mean spiritually? A soul. Spirit, I believe yeah. that I live my life like they're with me. Right. You know, I, I believe the ancestors and that spirit is is everlasting and it's present. If you want to tap into it, it's there. So I can't, I live my life that way. You know, if I feel like talking to my mother, I do. And, you don't uh, have to go to where the body is. No. Speak yeah, so I don't the go there for that purpose. Yeah. But I did. It was a beautiful sunny day. So I went and it was it was very strange. I was standing there. I didn't have much to say, but I was standing right in front of uh, her headstone, and her daughter's stone is next to hers, and then her father's headstone is there. You know, and having known these people, it's a, it's a, it's that feeling like you you know them, you have a connection with them. So those memories are very much alive, and they're good memories. <laughs> but as I was standing there, all I could say, the only thing that came to me was to say, you know, I miss you. And, um, and the, you want people to say something back to you. And in my mind, the voice in my head said, I'm not here. <laughs> like that. And that's something she would say. I don't know what you say. I'm not here. <laughs> That's something she would say. And I chuckled and got right back in the car and drove away. But, you know, that's her, that's her time. You know I ain't here. <laughs> so I, I left in, in, with humor, you know. So, you know, no one ever really dies. I kind of believe that. It's a good belief. Makes makes life better to believe it, I'd say. Why not believe it, really? There's a way that it is 
<laughs> undoubtedly true, but in terms of what we can't know for sure and the mystery of it all, why not believe it? Mm-hmm. There's no good reason not to. Mm-hmm. Going and trying to figure out what life after death must be like, that seems like a waste of time. But just to believe that there's more, that, that seems beautiful to me. I'm all for it. Yeah. Some of my favorite movies and shows and poems and things of that nature are <clears throat> all about wondering about that wondering what that could be and the just curiosity about it the flip side though you know if you wonder too much i think we don't take advantage of of course real life and what we do have right in front of us so as long as the balance is there (laughs) wondering about what it's like on the other side is that specific sure it's a nice artistic curiosity for sure and a beautiful one and moves me um, my favorite example, even though the the show had some major holes, to say the least, was Lost. Did you ever see that? Not really. Yeah, well, there's a the ending is literally all of them in what you could call purgatory, basically before mm-hmm. where whatever you want to call it, it's them as their essence, their soul, whatever wording you choose. They're clearly dead in quotes. But they're also not, so to speak, dead, and it's that inherent mystery of what's, you know, what endures, what's, what continues, no matter what. And um, they all have to find each other. All these characters have to literally find each other mm-hmm. in in this other realm or whatever we can imagine. And they have to find each other in order to be whole, really, mm-hmm. truly, and to move on to whatever's next. And it's a, I think it's absolutely beautiful hmm. doesn't i think i read about that episode <laughs> yeah it was beautiful mm-hmm. it was gorgeous some of the the music alone was gorgeous but mm-hmm. do we know for sure of course not is it wonderful to imagine yeah <laughs> all i meant as well is of course there's probably greater priorities <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, like like the here and now yeah that whole thing which <laughs> So here and now is little, you know, 10 years and two days after Whitney passed. And Mm -hmm. that's not the only part of who you are, to say the least. In fact, it's not even that high on our topic list. Um, But I appreciate you just mentioned it before we started recording. Yeah. Do you want to add anything about that before we get into some of the other juiciness, not if something it may comes tie to, in, it, well, it, it may, and then, and so it is. But uh, no, we could just flow. Well, I think then the obvious point is, of course, since this is a like a part two, which we didn't originally intend, even though I'm always open to that. It could go part three, it you probably, know. It could be forever mm-hmm. ongoing. Ever, ever. ever. <laughs> but you, you're back pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like you, with what we talked about the first time, really felt um, a need to go deeper quickly and to shed more light on <laughs> where, we're at. where we're at as you're seeing it. <laughs> hmm. I could be, you know, and I felt like coming out of COVID... And what you what you just read uh, was there a title to 
that uh, piece? Yeah, let me double check it. But the Brene Brown, uh-huh. which she just wrote last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah right. Regarding, regarding, yeah. <laughs> regarding uh, what is it? They didn't just slip my mind. Spotify and all the all the news and chatter that's coming out of there surrounding the Rogan podcast. Yeah, it's just called Podcast Update because of her mm-hmm. um, her agreement where to... she doesn't have the option to remove her her Content. goods yeah. from the uh, platform. It's really... Yeah, she's explaining that she has this contract, so she's not going to be able to do that. But she also shared how she felt about a um, couple of pieces from the Rogan podcast. She shared that. But she's in a position where she can't. She doesn't say if she wasn't in that position what she would do what she would have done, which is the right thing. Um, But when I think about... What do you mean by that? Well, why talk about what you would do if that's not an option? Right, okay. No one asked that question. There's no reason for her to just throw it in there. It's just baggage. Got it. Uh, But when I think of COVID... And um, how there were people who had the option to go home. And, but there are a lot of people who didn't, who weren't able to stay home when we were at the height of the virus. They had to go to work. Work from home. Essential workers, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of the same situation. And they're dealing, and, and what they were dealing with is different from those who had to go home. Or were able to work from home. So, and those were hospital workers, the grocery store, uh, the pharmacy, you know, all those people had to be there for us. And uh, I think we, we, take, we take it for granted that, first of all, Everyone's life is different. The cause and effect is different. Um, You know, the appreciation and the respect is backwards. Um, You know, when I was choosing to go grocery shopping every 14 days, that's what we would do family-wise and We would get our essentials from Amazon, you know, so we wouldn't have to be going door to door, you know, going out that much. But I thanked those grocery workers when I was there for like being there. Like I I was aware of that. And um, back then we didn't know if masks were helpful or, you know, there was no um, vaccine. And um, I just, I really appreciated them. I wonder how many people pause and, and really, you know, look around and kind of put themselves in other people's shoes, like imagine that for a minute, you know. And when you do that, thoughts come to you on how best to handle that situation, 
or, you know, what to pass on to a stranger that you learned by just putting yourself, pausing and putting yourself in someone else's shoes. And that's kind of like what she did with Rogan. Here's what I'm going to do. You know, I can't remove my content, but I'm going to... Not without breaking my contract. Right. And, you know, why should she? Um, she and she loves it. And um, she chose to make it clear what she felt about some specific topics of his. And um, I'm sure her content, it made her even fine-tune even more what she's going to share on her platform. So you live and learn and, you know, you bring more content of a discussion that, that can help move that, that backlog, that jam that's there, I think. Yes. And I, I, actually, there's a one paragraph I think it is worth reading <clears throat> that speaks to the essence of what you're saying now. And... I did a, you know, for in my own way, it doesn't certainly reach the scale that any of these people do, but in my own way, I put together my own thoughts on the matter, and it's fairly similar to hers, and <clears throat> some essential details are there. I didn't know specifically about that whole Joey Diaz piece that she mentioned. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious about that, because that does sound, um, you know, criminal. <laughs> uh, I, I think we should look into that before talking about it at all to the extent that's even worth us talking about though is questionable but the essence of something that she did say is what i wholeheartedly agree with and have agreed with even going back like she said a couple years prior and for me this did start in 2020 and the question about power and you know we talked a little about this last time and the question about um specifically in this context what what kind of responsibility is incumbent upon <clears throat> anyone with power? And uh, I think that the the good of this, to say the least, because like her, I don't want anybody censored. Um, there are always footnotes to that and exceptions in general, but I think in this context, censorship is inappropriate from what I, the information that I think we all have. It's... I think we have a lot. <laughs> um, but the responsibility piece I've been considering for years for somebody like Joe Rogan, who's, I believe, as powerful as... Oh, he's he's His power is immense. He's not as powerful as anybody on this planet, but he's pretty damn powerful just by virtue of the audience. The direct link to his perspective... And people's actions, pretty mm-hmm. big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you very s- big. <laughs> you see the cause. Well, it's if about you, as big as a person. Can, <laughs> well, can get. I don't tune into him, so I'm not. Yeah, but fueling, we know people fueling do. that power, right? But. And I do based on the guest. I, depending on the guest, I I have tuned in. Right, but if you, whatever topics he talks about, and whoever listens to tunes into him if you can see in the world some of those topics and and the call and the effect of those topics 
then is it helping uh, de-escalate things or is it just fueling more confusion? Like, is that what is needed to help that situation, that cause or whatever? I'm glad you bring the word confusion in because that's the kind of basic question is your use of your power creating more clarity, which mm-hmm. I would say is inherently good. Mm-hmm. Most likely that's good, or is it creating more confusion and conflict and um, yeah, discord, so mm-hmm. to speak. And that, but that's not an obvious answer, though. Unfortunately, I don't think in this context it's an obvious answer. Well, let me just read Brene's words real fast, this quick paragraph. Okay. Um, I just highlighted it when, a moment ago. And it's pretty quick. It's basically she's saying, I believe that podcasters, but I think she really just means anybody with platforms. And I think especially she means to the scale and with the, you know, the reach. She didn't say that, but with platforms, period. (laughs) Correct. It just says podcasters with platforms. But in the broader context, she's referring to somebody with this much influence. Um, have a responsibility, and that's the key word here, when it comes to vetting, preparing, and challenging guests. I'll add my footnotes when I finish it, I guess, because I was tempted to just... Anyway, (laughs) it doesn't appear to me that the Joe Rogan experience takes only, or excuse me, takes any responsibility for the health information that it puts out in the world. And I do believe that leads to people getting sick and even dying. Given the reach of the JRE, as she calls it, the bar for critical questioning should be high. I think that's the most relevant paragraph to pick at. And of course, like you mentioned, the word I will not use is relevant too. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you speak to that appropriately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, this one about responsibility is the key to me. Do I believe that he takes no responsibility that's a good question. Do I believe that he's directly led to people getting sick and even dying? That's a good question. And I'm, and same for you, to the extent that we both can even talk about it. But we'll talk about it generally, not specifically to him, because it's more of a general question of responsibility. Um, but should the bar, so to speak, for critical questioning be high when you have that broad a reach? Yeah. And so in that, I think that's that's a hell yeah. But that's not an obvious hell yeah, culturally. <laughs> and that's the difference between the podcast medium and say, um, being a PhD in uh, <laughs> philosophy mm-hmm. or <laughs> anything more, you know, with, with more history and structure. Um, looks like you want to... No, got, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking... I mean, when you think of... I think that's the nugget there. That Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's not the only part, but it really brings a lot of it together. I mean, she took her time, and really her tone is coming from a a good place, a non-judgmental space. She's just... It's her. She's speaking from her point of view, and you can't help but think about respect and think about what she shared. Well, I'll mention what 
for me, a couple of years ago, what jumped out, and it's part of what I mentioned in my book, which isn't published yet. And maybe I'll even, I don't know if I'll keep it in there once it's published or not, but in the first draft, I criticize Rogan as an example. It was only like a couple pages, but it's, you know, there are many, mm-hmm. many different details that I bring in. Um, but I was really struck by how little he, <laughs> the way that he, interviewed or or spoke with at the time it was Kanye West really shocked me because it was Kanye specifically um basically well not basically he ran for president and what he specifically kept saying is that God wants him to be president like literally God this is what God wants this is God's will that was direct quote Kanye West oh okay and (laughs) not once did Joe Rogan say what I would have said which is that's a really dangerous attitude and don't you think that's like are are you sure at least like are you sure that that's the case there was no questioning of it and that to me that was a big deal compared to what's actually gotten him into trouble i guess that's relatively benign (laughs) but it speaks to the essence of i don't think it's benign though at all i think it's actually extremely not benign it's not malignant that's not a perfect metaphor but to me, it's not benign to just let those kinds of perspectives go unquestioned at all. But it just gets to the general question of how much responsibility um, should one have, depending on the their reach and their power. And um, we as a culture, how do we want to enforce that? Obviously, that's the... That's the essence of the question right now. Mm-hmm. But it's not an easy answer, which is what she's trying to, I think, point at. There isn't there isn't a simple way to go about this. No, I mean, a simple way, a complicated way. I think, like I said, we're all different and you do what's best for you and you have to respect what people choose to do um whether Joni and I'm speaking in this this specifically I'm speaking to Joni um Joni Mitchell do I have that right yeah that's right it was originally uh, Neil Neil Young Young and then Joni Mitchell and then NDRRE yeah so I mean they have every right to choose to do. It wasn't that's, a lot of music. That's how they felt. Yeah. Exactly. Big names. And they didn't. They didn't turn around and say, "Hey, what's wrong with the rest of you musicians?" Or this is yeah. what they wanted to do. And um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And when you look at speaking of censoring someone, when you look at Liz Cheney, mm. and what the RNC chose to do, how she's been treated because of the position that she took, I have a problem with that too. Yeah, for you and me, that's an easier one, I think, to uh, be kind of absolutist about, which is probably to say that the Republican Party is an existential threat to human surviving. But that's arguably a different topic. Right, but it's the word censoring. Yeah. And like really like you can actually 
because this is how she feels and she's adamant about it, that's a problem. Right. But I, I find stuff like that. That's baffling to me. And, you know, uh, speaking of censoring and holding... Well, I think that is largely why it's such a curious thing with Joe, though, because he often is playing out this as a primarily comedian like Chappelle in a sense and they toured a lot together he is playing out this free speech is the pri- is the most important highest virtue of american culture period bar none no questions asked stamp it package it sell it don't ever forget it that's the drum that he's been beating for a long time and many agree with that but have we forgotten <laughs> have we forgotten about rap music and how when it first started out yeah how, you brought up nwa how, and yeah, public enemy and how last they time. were going against uh, you know holding the artists accountable and then going to the record companies and saying you are supporting this pro-. that's that's the that's free speech and they're living that but because of how they were expressing what was going on in their community. And it was true what was going on and their frustration with it. You know, the police didn't like it. Well, Trevor Noah tried to make this dis- playfully, this distinction, because he's, and you know, his foundation is stand up comedy too, mm-hmm. among other things. He's obviously, all of these people, of course, are not only stand up comedians, just like no one is really only one. Um, <laughs> identity mm-hmm. in terms of how they you know present themselves but he tried to make a distinction between mainstream and fringe in this one of his additional comments on all of this especially after the that word video and all of that stuff like the second wave of this whole uh conversation took started um To some extent, I think ultimately what's what's happening is good right now for all of us if it means that we're upgrading our agreements, which is to say if at the time NWA was just doing its thing in its own fringy way until it eventually tried to become more mainstream, then there were new (laughs) rules and agreements that needed to be respected or considered whether it was because of nancy reagan or was it nancy reagan i think so yeah Mm -hmm. and and company you know the whole putting on explicit um uh, you know uh, the labels and everything that started then i think that started then Mm -hmm. um the rules evolve basically i i think is is they thought rap was like gonna like fizzle out and go bye-bye yeah and look yeah, at it. What was the next other? It was the next bad thing, the next danger to our culture. And and like marijuana. Right. Or, you know, Elvis at a time or just general rock music, whatever's representative of the the breakdown in culture and the breakdown in society. And there are literally many people who still think that there are foundational um norms that are actually breaking down 
our world. That's a, that's a big topic in and of itself. I'll just footnote that and say to me, they're all truly just coming at their, their, their worldview is fundamentally Christian by nature, but that's a perhaps side topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can explain that pretty easily too, but that's a different topic perhaps. Mm-hmm. But the, <clears throat> the compulsion to want to not let something evolve is what I'm specifically really curious about here because it has to no matter how like the good thing from a bird's eye view right now with all of this is something new is gonna could emerge that's good least of all a better understanding of how to take responsibility when you have power and certain kinds of power that in and of itself would be good if we come up with new agreements about how to be how to take responsibility when you have certain power. That alone is a big deal. That would be great. But I think new new agreements are going to have to emerge here. I Definitely. Like coming out of COVID, I felt like the human race had a clean slate to either go this way, change up a little bit and reset and deal with each other differently be a lot more like I we talked about during our part one of more compassionate oh. and more yeah. empathy, you know, more li- more critical listening. Um, it seems like we're in a rush to go back to what was. I I I, I believe what was is like gone, and. Um, I'd I look, do too, and I think it needs to be somewhat gone. But. Mm-hmm. I see this as like the, this is the young people's planet right now. And it's almost like we have to give them the baton and get out the way because they can catch up for, you know, clean up some of the mess that we don't seem to be able to do whether that be gun violence, whether that be uh, gender understanding, uh, you know, the the act of being, um, you know, we we there's there has to be some kind of new the formula act of being. Yeah, I just, like that phrase. Whatever that is for that moment, for just that space, you just to be mm-hmm. without. What, what age is there a clear, relevant distinction that you see as in when you say young versus us or we? I, th- I think it's all ages, really. I'd, yeah, I'd rather look at it that way. Yeah, because it's individual, like you, you know it when you're in its presence. Um, well, youth and young just speak to fresh and green and new Mm -hmm. so in other words if there's a possibility for everybody to tap into something new that's Mm -hmm. the goal right well learning from your thinking your thoughts if you're gonna think the same way about the same thing 
Yeah, that's why her line, the bar for critical thinking uh-huh. right. needs to be higher. Right, right. <laughs> that's how you move on. Bam, yeah. boom, mm-hmm. amen. Mm-hmm. That's why I took that part out. The bar for critical thinking and questioning gotcha. has to evolve, has to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Can we do that? Are we capable of doing that? You know, we have to be willing to look at ourselves, go into yourself, and, um, you know, just take those thoughts, turn them off, you know? That's, that's that act of being where you can, like, you have to control your thoughts. And because and, that emotional feeling, that, that space of turmoil, whatever it is, it's going to pass. It's, it doesn't last long, but you have to allow it to do that. You have to be aware of it. And I think that we, you know, this, I was looking on my way up here. I was. Uh, I heard a little sound bite. I didn't listen to the radio. I turned it off. I just wanted to just look at the trees, the snow, and enjoy the ride. Like really be on the road behind the wheel. And um, but uh, for a second, I turned on the radio, and they were talking about Canada and all the trucks backed up there and what it was causing. You know, it blew me away. Like, I'm like, okay, why don't they just remove, get them off the bridge? How do you get them off the bridge now that they're on the bridge? And is that method, because I heard little sound bites, we want freedom to, we want to go back to what freedom is being allowed to do is is that the way to handle that like w- what is that what when you is say that? is that the way you mean disrupting yeah disrupting life for y- yeah or at least normal life is that what you mean by it i mean yeah the the disruption Protest, that that kind of, is causing the yeah. the like when they came up with that idea like someone got together and said, "Here's what we're gonna do." Yeah, we're gonna disrupt. We're gonna life. block the. Did they? <laughs> could they see what was ha- what could happen, or did this just? You know, sometimes you do stuff you don't realize what is the domino effect of it. Oh, well, probably normally. <laughs> well, yeah, but was this really thought out to do this? You shut down. Ma- Look, I know Detroit goes right there, you know. I, I, I've done that route. Right. Um, you know, on music tours, that's, that's the route that we would, they would map it out. We go to Detroit, straight over to Canada from there. The There's, little bit that I think I understand in this regard is that there is a fundamental um, protest of, <clears throat> of course, the inequity and the inequality that they perceive and that I think personally seems true, um, economic and uh, to some extent legislative policy 
inequality. And <clears throat> they're... You mean their reason, the reasoning yeah, behind that? The reasoning, which I thought it was all because they did not want to take the vaccine, and they that's were a being certain told. kind of inequality that I'm referring to, though. Okay, which is why the vaccine is what I thought you were going to bring up, and now now we have. Mm -hmm. There's <clears throat> there isn't gonna be <laughs> a way to effectively mandate something like that without this happening. And even if it was just about the vaccine, which I don't think it is, I think it's also, I heard somebody unpacking it pretty well with regard to how, of course, there's, like, just take the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, that was a big deal in this country for a good chunk of 2020, while Trump was still president, and the fact that most... I don't know the exact numbers, but I know if you really just look at the surf, like just the simplest elements of how the money was distributed, it's pretty easy to see how that's, it doesn't seem fair. Uh, if your interest is in everyone feeling <laughs> safe and secure and relatively at ease and supported, it clearly did not play out in a fair way an equal way and that's not unique to the ppp in 2020 and it won't be unique to anything in 2022 either but it is i believe the primary reason for something like this happening the vaccine just being an aspect of these perceived inequalities <clears throat> and true inequalities i'm getting what i guess if, if it is to whatever extent this particular protest is very, very much related to the vaccine. I don't think that trying to enforce the vaccine is going to solve anything. It's not going to make it better. <laughs> and I believe it sounds like Trudeau is not, in terms of just even like how he's using language, doing a good job. Some of his wording doesn't sound helpful from what I gather. I haven't heard. Apparently he used the word tolerate. We're going to have to tolerate these people, was apparently the phrase. The unvaccinated. Um, Some people do feel that way. A lot of people do. And I can see why a lot of people are uncomfortable with that language. And... I can see the danger in those that attitude. Well, it was reversed too. People who were vaccinated and people who chose not to be vaccinated were tolerating people who were. And people did, who were not people were, people who were not vaccinated had a problem with people who were. Yeah. They had a problem with people asking them to wear a mask. They had a problem with people wearing masks. They, you know, they had a problem with it. Yeah, and this is why <laughs> Joe Rogan's stuff and conversations are getting greater and greater scrutiny because there is the desire to 
figure this out, right? To to put this to bed, to lay this topic to rest. And unfortunately, I don't think that's going to mm-hmm. happen. And I don't think it's worth putting more energy into is I guess what I'm getting at because it's not really the... <laughs> I have no problem with the vaccines. That's not, but it's not about me. It's about us. It's about all of us as a, as a culture, as a collective. And there's no way to make life better for any of us if our fundamental attitudes are constantly with this othering nature whatever the othering is, just trading in one other for another other for another other. (laughs) It's never going to get any, we're never going to make life better. Well, it's hard to, when you don't know the answer, and with the vaccine, obviously, they really don't know the answer with with this thing. However, they're on the bridge. (laughs) Well, I don't know Partly. if that's why, because that, maybe not then. But it's what why they've a lot done of on the are, bridge doesn't yeah. really help their situation with the vaccine either. I, no, I'm, it like, doesn't. It's not a yeah. And you know but that is why a lot of people are pissed off, of course, because of the perceived inconsistency and the perceived lack of humility and. and arrogance that people perceive. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm just aware of the perception. I mean, so you go on a bridge <laughs> and you block it and it's, it snowballs and screws up other, you know, evidently there's some trance, there's a, that's a major transportation hub for business. Yeah, they, screw up the economy, the flow of the economic system, and then you get attention. And hopefully by getting that attention, you can create some change that's 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 protest 101 right <clears throat> well we know what happens don't get me into protest and what happens uh, because we know what happens when you stand up and push back because you're tired of it and we know what happens ferguson happens Portland happens, you know, and that's what you call peaceful. Mm-hmm. That's what you call really just coming together and you see all different colors, you know, of people standing together for a common cause. And then you get tear gassed, you get kicked around, and these guys are sitting on the bridge. Who knows how much weight the bridge can hold? Right. We're definitely legitimately worried about those issues right now, especially. They're, but they're not. That's that's the point. I guess they're, they're willing to crumble with it. And maybe that's a point too. But I mean, really, is that the best way for you to get your point across? Why don't you just march like everyone else did? You don't harder dis- to move an eighteen wheeler. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> yeah. And do they own those trucks? I don't know. That's Probably another not. thing. Yeah. Well, that's an- another thing. You know, whose property is that? 
it's, it's just, I don't know. I heard the the prime minister, is it the prime minister of Canada? Trudeau? Yeah, yeah. I, I heard him speak. And well, that's what I was just referencing. Was yeah, saying. and he, he was very clear how he felt about it. Yeah, but in his manner of be, you know, showing his clear perception, he's arguably making it worse. What did you hear? I can't quote him, but I mean, he said they weren't going to tolerate it. They weren't going to put up with it. And yeah, yeah, and, well, that and they and they shouldn't put up with that. Like to me, they should do whatever they need to do to remove them off the bridge. So, I mean, the the economy is already struggling and, you know, they should they could keep talking. That's just one. I hope that's not their only means of getting attention. They got attention, but it sounds like they're not going to move until they get what they want. And that's not how it goes. No, unfortunately, they're going to, if they don't bend to some extent, they're probably going to all be arrested forcefully, uh, move, removed from the bridge, and their um, vehicles will be moved for them, and right. they'll probably all end up in jail. It, exactly. And it'll just, you know, traffic exactly. will flow again, but it'll be a different issue. We, um, yeah. I don't, neither one of us are there. Neither one of us have literally spoken to these people. It's just news, so to speak, for where we are, from where we are. But I think we are adequate, <clears throat> adequately um, able to point out that whether or not you're vaccinated needs to not be an issue for moving forward culturally. I'm ready to declare that in the sense that if you're not vaccinated by now, <laughs> okay. You don't plan on. Being- well, obviously. And at this point, we need to let that go. Well, they're dropping the mass mandates in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, well, and we won't know. I've heard that. I've heard the CDC uh, director say that it was too soon. In the past? No, just. Oh, now for yeah, the, most now of the states. That, to that do. it's too soon for us to do that. And I've heard a doctor say that they understand the numbers are going down and blah, blah, blah. And but I think it's I think we're moving too fast. Now it's like we're going to see. We're going to we're going to see if if that's if that's the case. And if something else pops up, then here we go again. And there won't be any PPP. You could just forget no, that. There hasn't. Of course, that would be almost. <laughs> Oh. It would be very strange given how we're all worried about government spending in some way, in shape, or form. But it's too fast according to whom and in what context, because that is the inherent problem with all of this, is that is a subjective notion depending on 
what your priority is. And of course, if the priority is to minimize the spread of a virus, one and, and that's it, no matter what, then it would be arguably too fast. But there are so many other variables and factors like, unfortunately, for better or worse, this concern about the economy, which is legitimate and, li- and people's livelihoods, et cetera, et cetera. There are so many <clears throat> aspects. It's not one detail. And that's the problem mostly with this entire um, sort of test drive and this uh, beta testing of something that could be a hell of a lot worse is it's almost like I don't know There's there are a number of statements I can make now that would be so censorable but This yeah, this yeah. is a never ending. This this conversation could just go go go, surrounding yeah. it because there's so much that we don't know. That's the main problem with this particular one is that we, unfortunately, don't. But some know. people think they do know. Oh yeah, it came from this lab and it did this and they did it intentionally and all those are notions and I you know, stuff crosses my mind. Some people feel like it's the sign of the times, and you know, with the we can't tell the weather, and it, there's there's some real talk on that too. But for me, yeah, I it is. I, They're I all it's all probably right. Yeah, in some way, exactly. But you can't allow those things to pick you up and just run with you. You you have to find a place where you can rest in the here and the now and do what's best for us in the here and the now. And that's where we need to spend our time, not diving down holes thinking about what they, how this happened. No, or, I don't think we need to do that anymore. And I think John Stewart said it best last year when he went on his little 15-minute mm-hmm. rant about how it was <laughs> the Wuhan mm-hmm. <laughs> coronavirus lab. And I think he put that to bed pretty well in his own humorous poetic way but i'm get i think you and i are both saying the same thing that the comp like god forbid there is in the future a more deadly is what i was avoiding saying a more deadly situation we hopefully handle it better than or we handle that well but unfortunately, you can't argue with people right now saying, not that we should go back, because you and I both know that's not, one, possible, and two, a good idea. And mm. I, even I remember Brene Brown in 2020, um, I was, I remember taking a screenshot of something she said about the old way or normal isn't good enough, normal, we need a new normal, et cetera. And that was a lot of people's sentiments back in 2020, early 2020, March and April. And it would be good if we remembered that and continued with that. And no matter how you look at it today, now, in this context, unfortunately, this, and this is the insensitive thing, isn't deadly enough for people to want to continue to worry about it. And that's 
so, so unfortunate to say, because of course it's not, I mean, I'm almost scared to say it, but it's the point. That's what a lot of people say. That's what, that's how a lot of people view it. So it, they don't want to have to continue to pay attention to it. They don't want to continue to test themselves. Um anything <laughs> yeah and and you know what i don't i don't like it either and i don't think i would come inside any space without a mask like i roll up here i feel comfortable i didn't i have one in my pocket but if this was busy and there was a whole lot of people in here and those that I really don't know anything about, I probably would wear my mask because of the time that we're living in and I have a family at home. And, you know, I. Yeah, I'm but you're not going to get that. everybody to even agree on that. And we're, that's the inherent point. Not everybody's going to agree on how, or, or that there is one way to handle this right now and we need to accept that. Like trying to enforce some way of, some um, singular attitude towards this right now is, a, it does not seem like a right. productive someone else endeavor. May, <laughs> someone else may come in who's vaccinated feel comfortable within his vaccination status, not wear a mask and go home to their family. I, I understand that. It's an yeah. individual way of thinking. However, I would not want a dentist or a doctor working on me who was not vaccinated. I wouldn't want it. Right. That's That's just me. Maybe some other folks wouldn't care, but... I think we all would find it odd if we went, and even the unvaccinated, if early on, or even right now, if they went to the dentist and the dentist wasn't wearing any facial gear or went to a doctor, wasn't wearing any facial gear, I bet that person would ask, are you vaccinated? Just out of curiosity, because they would want to know if they don't care like they don't care. Right. Are they of the same mindset? I, I just think that when it, when you don't know and we see the results of what it can do, you can die. We know that. Of course. So, but then there are those that believe that it was your time too. I've heard people say that. I've, I've heard oh. them say, if it's my time to die, then 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 <laughs> God is just going to take me. So I'm gonna walk around without a mask. This is my choice. It's a free country. Okay. That is a particular attitude that, to me, touches on other psyche, psychological details that are relevant, but a different, of a different sort of tone here. It's a lot of people that fall under that category. There are a lot of Christians in this country Evangel and on this planet. Absolutely. Yes, and a different and different kinds of Christians, of course. I don't even 
mind being perceived as Christian, mm -hmm. but with great qualifications and footnotes and disclaimers. <laughs> you know, I don't even, you know, we didn't plan to talk about, I think, the vaccine at all, but then again, why not? Because it's kind of there. It's part of the the fabric of what we introduced, of course. It's well, Canada whole, popped up. That's well, that's, it's there with that's the joke. The thing. It's I'm the on the bridge. And the Spotify stuff. It's the essential detail. Um I think you know what? what? I, go for I'm it. I'm sorry. No, you but it just popped into my head. I would love to hear a podcast. It's nothing but kids. That's what my friend Paolo wants to do. That 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 is the best. That's exactly it, what my friend Paolo wants well, to do here. Paolo, uh, I'll bring my kids. Yeah, they're because all Griffin, his kid, your two, they're all Absolutely. Similar. Let me know. I'd, I'd like to be part of the, I'll talk to Paolo, the production on that thing, because I want to hear the young people speak. I want to know what they're thinking, what they feel, what they see, um, what they dream about. A lot of them don't, but um, I would I would I would like to believe that they still do. Um, but yeah, what what do they think? Because my uh, son has a, a good friend, Jackson. We we love him, but he's not vaccinated, and he's very frustrated. Because, you know, he has to defer to his parents. But uh, this kid hasn't been able to do certain things. Um, but we allowed him to come over to our home. We did, you know, test him. And um, he keeps his mask on. And, he, and my son wears a mask so they can play games together. So, I mean, those are the ones I want to hear. I'm quite bored with the adult conversation thank you that's kind of the essence of what i guess i'm getting at is us adults need to recognize generally speaking in this context but in many contexts where it's clear that we don't know enough and we're not going to come up with some sort of all-inclusive answer that we need to stop and as you said in part one essentially listening is key but listening with the intention of continuing to allow for something new to emerge mm -hmm. is actually the real point mm -hmm. not just listening because mm -hmm. it's listening so everyone is opening up to something new mm -hmm. otherwise you're just continuing to reinforce your implicit biases and prejudice and beliefs and presuppositions etc cetera, etc cetera, and nothing new is going to happen no matter what mm -hmm. full stop kids bring something new literally by birthright <laughs> Absolutely. It's literally newness that they bring. Mm -hmm. And we have the potential within us as well if we allow it, mm -hmm. to your point. And that's why I think enough, it is enough, we've done enough, we've exhausted it enough. If you're not fucking vaccinated, great, let's not continue talking about it. Mm -hmm. Of course, this disclaimer there, hopefully... We figure out enough as a species. And do I really believe, do I have hope in this? Yes, it's mixed, but hopefully we figure out enough between now and the next big health crisis um, 
but we're not going to get to that point of figuring out how to deal with we're not going to figure that out by continuing to get caught up in these squabbles and these skirmishes and this othering of within this context of this particular issue um and kids to your point are not likely not that they're right so to speak completely in this regard but they're not likely to be as caught up in it and the reasons are probably pretty damn important they and again you and i are both happily vaccinated (laughs) No. But that's not the point. I mean, I really had to think about it and, and read up on it. I was, you know. Gave it time. You, you didn't I, jump right away. No. You gave it time. No, yeah. but I asked a lot of questions. Yeah. People whose opinions I respect medically. And um, I, I prayed on it within, you know, my family. And we moved forward. And we haven't stopped you know, res- respecting people. But I, you know, I think it, I think we knew. I'm, I'm going to move on from here. But I think we knew that if you chose not to get vaccinated, then there were going to be, as we moved forward, there were going to be certain things that, certain bridges that you were, you were going to have to cross pun intended because you chose not to. (laughs) And, um, you, if you choose to stand like Kyrie Irving, he can't play. He can't play. uh, Certainly he's sticking. He is not budging. Man. He loves his, uh, extremes, doesn't he? Well, uh, you can call them extremes, but well, in the context of the national basketball association, it's relatively unique. And believe me, he loves the game. It's relatively unique. I mean, there was that whole flat earther questioning as well at one point, but you know, (laughs) but we're not going to do it. And, you know, we'll get a fake vaccination card so we can go over here. Or right. we're just going to, we're not wearing the mask. We're not going to respect your sign on the door. We don't care, you know? Or Djokovic more so with the Australian That's crazy. Open. Or I think it was the Australian Open, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But anyway. <laughs> oh, there's one point I did want to, I did want to go back to. I wanted to go back to Kanye for a minute. Please do. I don't know. I mean, it's almost silly to point out, but it was so shocking to me, like that. No, that, like, it's okay to be saying God wants me to be president and not like sirens to go off in <laughs> some metaphorical way, like that. On that scale, like that's kind of insane, right? Like, uh, sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's you know you know some people when they think about their purpose. That's I know God does not want Kanye West to be president. <laughs> look, look, you can quote me publicly. <laughs> you can put that anywhere. I don't mind. Stick. I'll stick with that one. God does not want anyone to be president. I'm happy to say. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'll I'll support that. That I will support, but you know, I don't. I don't have. I I grew up with a a girl who told me who's now keyword. There was want, by the way, not anyone. Oh, okay. No, no, I hear you. (laughs) But I grew up with uh, a a girl who told a woman who told me that uh, 
she, God wanted her to be a preacher, to preach. And when we were in high school, she was preaching. And today she has her own church. Uh, she is, she was a very good basketball player, um, played in the Pan Am games and competed in the Pan Am games, for martial arts. So, I mean, she's, uh, I love, her name is Tracy, Pastor Tracy Brown. And she coached the first men's varsity team at Plainfield High School. Like she's, she's a, a, a bag of many, many gifts. And I wasn't surprised that she became a minister. As a matter of fact, she is the minister, or I don't know what the proper title is, for the New Jersey State Troopers. She's elevated that high for her. So when I think of Kanye and like when he first came on the scene, like those first three albums that he made, he was genius. I Like that's what I felt with his music. I was like, this guy is a genius. And what he was able to do with the title track, Jesus Walks, and you know, got him the cover of Time magazine, but got him heavy-duty airplay that no one else could, with any kind of spiritual sense, could get. And this, I mean, that song, if you play it, I played that for my son. He wasn't listening to Kanye at all. And Jeremy told me that he was an atheist. This was like, I don't know where he got that from, but that was... That was just him. He listened to Jesus. That would be a great thing for him to be talking about. Oh, right? oh, that, oh, yes. That would be so much fun to hear him <clears throat> unpack. But go on, yeah. <laughs> I played Jesus Walks on the ride home in a car. We have this game where we play DJ. He, he gets a turn, I get a turn. And I played that. He wanted to hear that song, that track, over and over and over and over again. I didn't ask him why. That wasn't important to me. It was just the fact that, can I hear that again? Can I hear that again? And I left that thought or whatever that was that resonated with him, you know? And I can hear him sometimes playing it again, you know? So, I mean, have you ever, have you listened to that track? Yes. And I, of course it's artistic genius i think that's i think everybody probably actually sees it that i way. mean and lyrically add, the production the you know everything i'll also add that within that conversation that i was referring to from a couple of years ago his policies are awesome like his <laughs> his intention as a as a potential with more power, you know, the potential for more quote unquote power is great. I think he's got a lot of really good ideas and his priorities are ones. I mean, I kind of largely dig it. Uh, not absolutely, but largely I dig it. I mean, there were a lot of things focusing on the 
uh, education system and uh, how we can relate to our <clears throat> quote unquote environment and how we can change technology. He's got good ideas that, of course, reflect the capacity to you know be creative in a arguably generative and productive way. I'm highlighting the concern I have over a particular sort of um, systemic motivation that's sort of baked into the cake of our our thinking as as a species and, and as specifically people in this culture, that there could possibly be <laughs> more to inspiration than like than just that like it's information it's there is something divine about everything to go though to a particular place that i heard him going in, <laughs> in relationship to himself <laughs> is dangerous <laughs> thank you now what laughing. free free speech <laughs> Hence our problem. Hence this isn't oh, an easy Oh, come solution. on. Free speech. This is something that... Well, he's not unique in it, of course. Well, no. It was just a really in- particular example that is, of course, relevant to this conversation because we were partly referring to Mr. Rogan. But go on. Free speech, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying this is something that he felt compelled to share. Uh, uh, something that only he would know. No. I disagree. God wants him to I be disagree. president. That's the primary problem. You, you. But he had people that voted for him. I know. <laughs> Maybe they believe God wants him to be president too. Maybe they liked his policies, uh, his his ideas. Right, and, right. His platform. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I liked what I was hearing in many ways. I can't. Yes, I can't even remember one. Uh, yeah, uh, he I, had some cool ideas about education that I think we're pretty they're important no matter what no matter who he is in society um, important ideas some revolutionary thoughts i mean he's he could be he is arguably revolutionary as are many creative you know actually i don't want to word it that way <clears throat> um yeah what we often refer to as genius goes hand in hand with like a revolutionary capacity right all the young kids are wearing his shoes Okay, well, that's actually a context where I find it absolutely absurd because that stuff is just a joke to me. But <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just saying. Right. Well, that's just that just looks like insane commerce in my from what I can tell. But um, I guess that's nor that. I mean, that's not unique to him, of course. That's you know, <laughs> that's great that they're wearing them. Fantastic. Although, why is it great? I don't. I don't even want to get into it. I mean, I don't wear them, but, <laughs> I, you know, my kids don't ask for them. Well, lucky you, you know, saving hundreds of dollars. And like, what is the point of even having this aspect in our, our dialogue? Um, I was I was jumping on the only he said only he can know that. No, I, I disagree, actually. Hmm. If I were to say God wants me to be blank or this is God's will, I would want the people around me to sit me down and say, you're sounding a little 
you're getting free you're getting a little scary which actually probably is what people did do with him you're getting a little scary this isn't like you got to think about like i need you to slow down and well when he was running for president i forget who who teamed up with him i can't remember who that was they were no idea. Yeah. representing him his put money behind him and i was like <laughs> but it isn't, this isn't about him this is about a way of operating that is systemic it, and not literally showing up as god wants me to be president but the confusion around knowing absolute knowledge i think that is why we're all going through something really important and to some for some people exhausting and it is it is it's all about this leveling up critical questioning and thinking robin that's all of these that's the theme here if the theme in our first one was about empathy and listening and the right this this is pointing to the inherent implicit like ubiquitous need across the board for everybody to become smarter more critical questioning and thinking like Brene said all of us. Well, speaking, <laughs> but speaking of the president, um, the current one, yeah, yeah. just just <laughs> the idea of what that office means and what your what the job requires. Um, obviously, someone that would be the president for all all of us, um, not in a sense of pleasing everyone's because obviously there are priorities and ways that you have to go about getting the job done timing and and so forth but the the politics that it takes to run to be able to run the money that it takes the just the the red tape everywhere it's hard to for the person who actually has great ideas to be heard, you know? And when you have someone like any, it could be Jay-Z, Kanye West, or whomever, that has a platform where you can get on there and be heard is, you know, is the way to go. Because for me, if I was going to vote for someone right now, for president, it and I would have voted for this person the last go round too. That would be Stacey Abrams. Mm. I was afraid you were about to tell me you did vote for Kanye. Just <laughs> no, <laughs> Stacey no, Abrams. Stacey Abrams seems like a pretty inclusive. It's hard to not get on that train it's hard to not want her yeah like you gotta really teaches there's a real litmus test going on oh, there like, oh oh yeah oh that's a person oh, who yeah. deserves who's like able to take responsibility and deserves more power yeah right but why yeah well she's a woman well that's not the well, that's a detail she, she's <laughs> a woman she's a black woman mm-hmm. she to some hasn't won the big race but to be head of the Georgia legislature is no joke. Like that that's some heavy duty stuff. But she didn't win the that key race, which is like a governor, governor. 
or, you know, some big race. Um, you know, I believe she won that governor's race in Georgia. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. believe she won it. But now she, yeah. she's playing her cards right. She's got to win it. Now you win, you can't just bounce and go, you know, go after the presidential race. She's like, okay, I'm going to win governor. And um, I wish I lived in Georgia because uh, she definitely would get my vote. But there's something about her that I just really find, you know, inspirational, um, educational, uh, no politics, just like understanding like I really can sit down and listen to her and she does many things like she has romantic novels that she writes she's, she's so smart oh oh she's so, so no smart. doubt <laughs> no doubt and that's what we need <laughs> that's what we need I I could listen to her even just talk about her life story oh yeah um that's a great example but at I want you to put me in my place if if it seems appropriate let me be the dumb uh, straight white man that uh -oh. I am here, if it f seems appropriate, because I I'm that, not gonna... that's not you, first well, of all. But I don't. My, it, it's not going to offend <laughs> me because you know to some extent. Go ahead. Let when me, you let said me she's a woman, I reply. I was looking at how I responded. I was like, all right, maybe I should have just shut up there and let her. I, I clearly that was maybe jumping the gun on my part. But I do want to ask: Is it to what extent is it actually <clears throat> relevant that she is? And again, put me you know talk you don't have to be my friend answering this one <laughs> mm -hmm. to what extent is it relevant that she's a an african-american woman well it's relevant because this is america we've never had a woman a female president um the way the way hillary clinton was treated was despicable um disrespectful in every way it was embarrassing I thought to treat someone that way. Um, yeah, I, 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 when you know the history of women, mm -hmm. I mean this that doesn't go away. It, that's why we're where we are. Right. So those those are my reasons, and um, I think those are good enough reasons. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I could listen to her all day. On um, Pharrell Williams has a podcast called Other Tone. He has great guests, and she was one of them. <laughs> it was really funny listening to her. And She's funny too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I heard her on a podcast. It was a couple of them. It was great, and she talked about um, the you know being the include well they asked the question how did it feel being included for you know vice president and um she she was very humble with her oh, answer she was on the short list yeah right. yeah and it and and basically after she you know talked about how you know it was a humble uh response but in the flow of that conversation she Basically, basically said that she wasn't a number two, mm. but it was in a way that was. She needs to be she, in charge. It just let me know what her, what her eye 
is zeroed in on. You know, she knows where she belongs and she knows the path that she has to take. And that's what I find so brilliant about her. Like she does the work and Georgia, that Georgia election, she made it very clear after that government, they knew she was coming. Right. They knew she wasn't, Georgia really needed her. And that's why Georgia is where they are today because she's relentless and she's focused and she's going the next task. She knew that that VP position wasn't going to be hers. She has to do this. And then it's, it's the big house after that. So I, I got my eye, I got my eye on her. I'm glad you brought her up. Because she is a very good example of why to even be hopeful, right? Mm-hmm. On so many levels. She's a great example. Least of all for the thing that stood out to me, which is her <clears throat> obvious intelligence, emotional mm-hmm. intelligence and and ability to... She represents that bar being raised, I think, mm-hmm. that we're speaking to. The ideals and that and that smile she has, you know. And laugh. I mean, yeah. It, it, even just hearing her in the audio. I want to even come more... You know, I'm asking myself, why am I even pointing this out? And I don't exactly know. But I, of course, could answer the question that I asked you. Hmm. But it's <laughs> it's better that you answer it than a guy like me answering it. It's better. And I'm very, I'm extremely comfortable not needing to answer it, not being able to answer it, not even, and and literally feeling unqualified to answer that. It's Well, I'm glad that you, you defer. I mean, I am a woman. I am a woman of color. My experiences are not hers, but, you know, I know what it feels like to be female, African-American in a space where you're the only one. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. It's constantly there. But if you, I don't walk into that space inferior or uncomfortable. I, I'm, I, I walk in there like I'm meant to be here, you know, but for for many many years, well, for decades, there was never a woman at the table. It's, it it is what it is. That's who we are. That's the that's the history of America, and you can't ignore it. You and I believe it's important to teach those things so we are aware of it, so we can get past it and move on. You know, no one's trying to blame anyone for this or that but you have to understand what this country is that you know and we're all here you know all the talk about the race theory stuff in school i think is that what they call it i forget exactly it's just whoever yeah whoever they are uh, the i think you're referring to the quote-unquote critical race theory yeah yeah there are a bunch of states that are like, we don't want that taught here. We don't want our kids feeling like they're responsible. And it's like, this 
this is it. You can learn a lot about our country through the history of denim. That's going to be fun. (laughs) If you really look up the history of denim, you'll learn a whole lot about this country. I think what's kind of happening, whether enough people see it or not, is... um, there's some fun there's some fun provocative ways to kind of characterize it all but you got to be of course I think it's you should be sensitive in general but especially when you're getting into appropriately um sensitive you know topics but there is a sort of just general <clears throat> um I think re forming of our culture that some of us are relatively on board with and a lot of people are resisting and I don't think they know exactly why but they they know that they are for some superficial reason but it all kind of looks like it could work out if we especially with somebody like Stacey Abrams in more with more and more power with more and more leadership if we continue to focus on what you said, the ideal, which is a inherently unified um, yet diverse group of people, you know the the thing that is fundamentally unique about this country and culture is the melting pot, right? That is what makes this place so profound in. To to majority of us, yes, but you know there is a cluster of hate. Yes, and that's (laughs) that's different, and that's that thing you can't. I think it's incumbent upon us, which is actually relevant to the entire conversation, Mm. to not condemn them for their quote unquote hate, and to recognize there is. This is the sort of play on words I've been using, as opposed to seeing it as a culture war. We're all dealing with a culture of war. We're all figuring out how to reform what is fundamentally a culture of war. Not a culture war, but a culture of war. And to your point about understanding what's beneath the surface, what's behind the scenes for all of us, I think it's that. That's what I actually would put a play like in getting better at being okay with and understanding that for all of us that's that's what's but the 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 people or those who hate they don't what we're discussing that's not even well they're not listening to movement matters for sure right (laughs) they they are only with their own who think that way that dead space way. They like it like that. They don't want to see it change. Um, and I think that's why when you see it, you know, in front of you, it's 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 almost like it's foreign. It's just well, who wait, who are we what are we seeing in front those, of us? Who's seeing what those those who hate. I mean, you you see hate. They're specifically um, projecting something upon an other, a group of others, 
and in that way they feel righteous like that other is is worthy of condemnation is basically what you mean by hate it's a dead space it's a space that i don't know that feeling i don't yeah but we can characterize it as something that is well you like we can put it into words that we understand and you yeah but you can recognize it too when you see it like i could i know it when it's in my presence when i see it and it's an energy that i just you know, you want to get away from it. Um, I think when I think about the insurrection, that's what I see. Yeah. And they, okay. I mean, that's what that disruption, that energy, that that's, it's out of control. Um I wouldn't have wanted to be a reporter just there with a camera covering it. I don't think I'd be comfortable. You know, well, yeah, yeah, I get it. And there are a lot of examples. That's actually not the first one I thought you'd bring up because it's not as No. I don't think it's as flagrant, but it I mean it is because we understand that people wanted to go in and literally harm other people and possibly kill and they clearly there is there was a violent component to that day of course on many levels but i actually spoke with somebody who was there by the way in depth i really got to know that psyche that 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 person that perspective quite well and um i can say more about that but i'll I'll maybe come back to it i'm simply and this gets to why i spoke with this person literally like four times in a row like specifically to get get into it. (sighs) This is actually the most relevant detail and maybe even something worth uh, pausing near, like letting us, maybe, maybe this is worth pausing near. We don't have to, but maybe it is. (laughs) There are real threats at times specific to our personhood I bet you know them better than me. There are, I'm almost, I'd be, yes, I'm positive you do. There are real threats to all of us. And on a day-to-day moment, or moment-to-moment, day-to-day, breath-by-breath basis, um, I believe those of us who are raising that bar have the responsibility to focus on connecting over and over and over and over that's that's basically all that i'm that's all i know honestly at this point <laughs> and i don't mean to say sound like that's easy but i don't know of anything else at this point no I I agree with that. But, you know, it's an energy thing. Um, well, that's when, why it's a responsibility for us and this pers- this sense of our own bar raising with ourselves. No, I, think I agree. I think Stacy and people are. I, I agree. I agree 100%. You know, years ago on your report card, it used to, be on the your person 
So there was your grades on one side and who your person, you know, respects the rights of others, keeps self neat and clean, you know, all those things. They've done away with that now, but I, I do re remember it as a child. And uh, I, what, a, what she calls awkward, brave, and kind, probably. Kind in particular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colin, this, this world we live in, it's all energy. You know, you can't talk to someone that's not willing to listen. You, you know, if someone asks you a question, uh, that, then you know they're willing to hear. But, I mean, the energy is what's running loose around here right now. And You can't, and you, especially if people are distracted. But, you know, unless there is a real danger, which is a very specific kind of situation, I'd say. There are tools and there are skills, right? Like you say, listening. Mm -hmm. There's also listening better to your own needs and to your own. Like, here's an example: if somebody, you're, if you, people like to vent, mm -hmm. it's like impulsive almost, and it it, it makes sense because we're all bottling so much mm -hmm. for a lot of different reasons. But sometimes I notice, like, if somebody's talking about something that essentially they're venting. I'll bring attention to it at the what I would perceive as appropriate moment. And I'll just straight up ask because I I think it's important to 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 name it. Like I need you to tell me, is this an attempt at an actual conversation or are you just venting? And just in that moment there's more awareness because they didn't, not often did they think about it beforehand. But you allowed them to. Bingo, yeah. To, to suffer, you could say. You allowed them what, to they suffer. They did what they needed to do. But suffering yeah. is good. That's a good yeah. thing. You allowed them to go through that without cutting them off, which meant that you were listening. And then you chose that moment to. Sh and yeah. That that is it. That that's the key turner because that person, even if they didn't get the answer, they walk away feeling some enlightenment, something yeah. of being aware of, you know, huh? That was different. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it. But you know, hostility comes at you different and you recognize that and you have to respect it and, and choose your time to walk away. But I was talking to someone last night on the phone and boy, they were really, they had a bad situation in their relationship. This is the third time. Mm. And um, obviously they were hurt by it, but they were basically, they weren't sharing their hurt. They were like, I'm not dating anymore, you know, brown men, black, you know, that's how they were talking. So I, I couldn't get a word in. And I was tired of hearing that. So I basically said, you know, 
it's a shame that you're going to like everybody else is going to pay for what this loser has done, you know? And I said, that's why therapy is good because they can help get to the root while you keep repeating the same move over and over and over again, because you keep going back to this. So, and they, they did not want to talk to a stranger, a therapist. So then it was, you don't understand. And maybe you, yeah, yeah. The retaliation was against me now. Oh, how come I can talk to, you know, girlfriends and they understand and you don't, Hmm. you know, I said, I do understand, but I just, that's just a suggestion. You know, I'm, I'm listening to you. And then it was like, well, you're gay. That's, is that why you don't understand? I was like, maybe that's, I was like, okay, click. And you know what? I really, I don't hang up on people. I really don't. But for me at that moment, the click was enough. I had had enough. Uh, I was trying to listen and the click was for me. It wasn't really for them. I was sorry that I hung up on them, but I had had enough And I know I did it at the right time because I hung up and I felt fine. Went downstairs, had a glass of water, and I even sent a spiritual prayer up for them to, like, have an easy day. You know, like, really just rest with it and and let it go from them, you know. And then I sent uh, some nice words of affirmation today, and I got an apology back. I sent it through a text because I do that every morning. You know, I just share something. And uh, I haven't responded to the apology, but I'm, I move on from it. I'm not harboring any ill feelings. I know they're hurting, but you got to deal with the hurt. You got to, like... You got to face it. You got to you got to feel it and it will pass. It really will. And then maybe she won't make the same mistake again, you know, by going back to him or missing the opportunity of uh, a nice friend that can morph into uh, a lover. And then from there to a nice partner, you know, who knows? But um, sometimes you got to click. I'm done. Today, I'm done. Click. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brene would be proud of your uh, capacity for maintaining boundaries, I suspect. Mm. um, And I think that's a big part of what we're all learning and I can see it for myself and especially what you just said about <clears throat> you gotta feel it you something you know I've been dealing with my own version of yeah I gotta feel that I've been dealing with that in my own way uh if we weren't essentially at the end here I'd t- I'd say more but we're not at the end we're just pausing yeah we're, yeah. we're one of us has pause. to get up for something very very specific <laughs> yes I, I have to go pick up some essentials not what i was referring to but oh. there's that too. oh i know it i know 
<laughs> Essentials are important too. They are. Um, but boundaries are important and maybe in a maybe a good way to pause with respect to that topic and how it ties into everything is that and it does tie into what we opened with, especially with regard to hmm. any kind of relationship is it doesn't it's such a the situations where the boundary needs to look like absolute an absolute cutting off an absolute ending an absolute dividing and othering a labeling of enemy that context needs to be almost zero it needs to be almost zero it needs to be discerned better hmm. oh great mostly people don't need to be perceived and i'm i am speaking for others when i say this mm-hmm. and i do think people need to be better in this way. Mostly, we need to not condemn each other, which is to say, have the boundary of almost completely cutting off. Mm-hmm. There need we need to maintain some openness. You can have those boundaries. And no, still I be agree. Open. Def- yeah. de- definitely. Of course. Hence, the person is. Uh, it's this political call. That's funny. Hence, the person is going to receive a message from you eventually. Yeah, they they don't get a pickup ever. That's not them. Yeah, Mm. it is not obvious though that that's what's happening when it's happening, and that that's what's needed. It's not obvious enough. What's happening mostly is that that's the enemy. At least it seems like it has been happening a lot. <laughs> That's what I meant we'll, by we'll culture come, of war. Right. Yeah. Hey, well, what do you think of, real quick, we're not going to, because this is going off, this is beyond. Mm-hmm. The whole Russia thing. And Ukraine. And, yeah. yeah. Do you think that, let's say they attack. Uh-huh. What do you think, what do you, th- do you think, that we that will reverberate here. I don't Some... know enough about it, really, but it seems possible. It seems da- pretty dangerous. Yes, it's seems pretty not pretty dangerous stuff. Stuff, yeah, yeah. It seems pretty obvious. That's about as obvious as, or about as much as I feel qualified to say. But, and um, and then Putin and and China, they're like buddy buds. There's a picture of them standing together and like China could put America into that country how many times? They are ginormous. You mean geographically or uh, people? People. Population. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, they they need more the latter of what you just shared, you know. Everybody does, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's the that is what is needed. Yeah, it's globally. it's pretty mostly exactly <laughs> that is mostly what's needed. Yeah, 
But some don't no want to play question. by that game. They, they, they. Yeah, there's a they, centuries, if not millennia, of patterning that's um, built into the baked into the cake and baked into the psyche and the. You have not. You are nerve, not listening to our demands. Based, built into the nervous system of many generations and gets passed on and on and on. And if you don't hijack that and if you don't bring awareness to that, it's not going to change. There's no question about that. That's the. That's what the inertia that I think we talked about or it's come up a lot is. is. That's usually what happens when you make demands. Right. And there are millennia of, there's a couple millennia of, uh, of yeah, uh, millennia of, how do I phrase it? Millennia uh, of history, years of history. I, mean, I guess millennia is the word, history to that demand context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like dot, dot, dot. Carol Burnett would say, yeah, I love the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or talk some serious stuff. Seems we just get started. But then before you know it, comes the time we have to say, see you next time. Thanks, Carol. <laughs> okay. Looking forward to part three with Robin. I hope you are as well. I'll leave it at that. Again, please leave any comments and questions and give any feedback. We love feedback. Really. We want your feedback, to say the least. Thank you in advance for it. All right. Uh, different guest next time. <laughs> Shifting gears a little bit, and yet we're still going to be on some similar topics, which is a big part of why we're releasing uh, the conversation with Paul Menzel next. Um, got a bunch of other ones recorded, but not every time do we hit on current events quite as much. Sometimes it's more about an event that's coming up at Koru, or it's just a really lovely conversation. So coming up is Paul, and then Shy and Leah, because they have an event in March. Want to get that out? And then... Presumably Adi, and <laughs> I have fun with all of these, but especially with, I was listening again to the conversation with Adi. I think you're going to have a few chuckles to say the least. And I said chuckles. Yeah, I meant it. That's how big of a dork I am. Thank you. All right. Ta-ta. Talk soon. Be well. <laughs>